1: Hey, it's Rob Ann Kennedy. Hello, today on the email marketing show, we're talking to Daniel Glickman, who's the head of marketing over at StreamYard, who, in case you've been living under a rock and haven't heard of StreamYard, uh, they are the fastest growing and largest browser-based live streaming solution for businesses. They've got over 100,000 paying customers, and they've actually never told anyone that before, publicly, before recording this. And in last year alone, they did 9 million broadcasts. That's more than we did of the email marketing marketing show can you believe it i know Um, so they've got clients such as macy's the bbc they've had people streaming on there doing everything from tupperware parties to drag shows i'm really excited to have them on the show
2: We're going to be talking about (laughs) tactics, ideas, and techniques to build your list with live video by driving massively engaged audiences, turning them into fans using your video, and then putting them onto your email list. Now, listen, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone with questions about how this applies to you and how you can do it. So come and hang out in our free group, the Email Marketing Show Community. It's on Facebook. It's totally free to join. You can ask questions. You can share what you're working on and get stuck into all of our training and resources. Just go to Facebook and search for the email marketing show community or if that's a bit of a mouthful you can go to any web browser like chrome or safari and just search for rob and kennedy group it will forward you straight over to the facebook group
1: okay so he only buys gadgets and any technology after i've bought them first to make sure they're not shit. it's
2: hypnotist robert temple and his favorite sweets that's candy for our american friends are Marks and spencer's percy pigs it's the mind reader kennedy We've
1: even got Glickman dancing, can we just say?
2: <laughs>
1: Are you a fan of the Percy Pigs then, Rob? I actually really dislike them. You really dislike them? Really dislike them, yeah. It's uh, it's the final episode of the Email Marketing Show. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, yes, we are here every single week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that it is you need to be the email marketing hero of your business using psychology-driven email marketing. So, Rob, we've got Daniel Glickman here from StreamYard which I can't quite believe, I'm quite in awe, and one of these three things is true about Daniel. Does he play the cello in a folk band? Did he run a spam experiment on 10 million stolen email addresses, or was he once sick all over his friend in class at school?
2: So I've just moved a browser window over Daniel's face, just in case he laughed or gave anything away with that. I'm just looking now. See, Kennedy might have done a very clever trick here, or he might be an idiot, one of the two, because I can see Kennedy's cursor in our Google document and it's hovering over an answer. Now, what, does that mean that was the last one he typed or has he put it there to try and trick me? That's the trick. Here. So I don't think that he plays a cello in a folk band. I don't know why, he just doesn't, I just doesn't. I just That sounds like something Kennedy would make up. Ran a spam experiment on 10 million stolen email addresses. That sounds like the kind of maverick thing that Daniel might do. Uh, but he was also once sick all of his friends in class at school. Hmm. I think, so I think I'm going to edge my bets here. I think it's the spam experiment, but I'm going to say, even though I think that's what it is, I'm going to go for the one about being sick all over his friend at school, which is
0: true.
1: Daniel, which one is so, it?
0: So first of all, I'm going to say this is the best fricking, uh, intro to any podcast I've ever been on. Hands down. I love this. This is great. And that is why this is the first time exclusive. I've ever disclosed this story is that in fact, I have run a spam experiment on 10 million. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to say stolen, but let's just say I did not verify <laughs> where they came from is uh, not my business. And, um, uh, yeah, they were they were definitely not legally obtained, uh, but that was that was really uh, a really interesting experiment and uh, and the proof that spam doesn't actually work.
1: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, they still yeah. keep doing it because we all assume because they keep doing it, we're thinking, well, someone's making a fortune on Viagra here. You know.
0: <laughs> well, well it is, I think it, it's a lot, a lot of, of large numbers. So if you, if you have a spam, if, if you can steal the servers to send the emails off of other people and you can do this enough times, then even a fraction of a fraction of a percent adds up to something, right? But if you're trying to send the emails out yourself, you just you just can't win with these kind of tactics. It's right. never going to work. We got shut down so quickly. I bet. yeah, yeah, because yes, heard did. it yeah,
2: first, folks. Spam doesn't work.
1: Spam doesn't work. So there you go. Yeah. Let's do uh, permission based marketing. So uh, over over at Streamyard, I mean, just full disclosure, we are massive fans of Streamyard. We use it for our daily live show that we do uh, over over on on Facebook. Um, So we're massive fans of live shows, but why? before we get into how to specifically use these live shows in order to build your email list, Daniel, why do you think that, why is it that businesses, of all things, not just these gamers and stuff, but actual proper businesses are doing live streaming shows?
0: So there there are are a few reasons to do it. Of course, today, it's really, oftentimes, people are just replacing physical events with the, you know, the the virtual ones. So if you're a yoga teacher and you can't host a yoga class, you can maybe go outdoors or you could find a new channel doing it online. But there are three guiding uh, principles, why you should do be live versus non-live or just posted videos. One, if you've got news, um, something that's just happening, it may be a product release, uh, current events, Uh, Your commentary on news, something of that sort. News is happening right now. If you don't, you, the viewer, if you don't watch it now, eh, you're going to miss the moment, right? That includes also maybe uh, you're at a trade show and it's happening now. Tomorrow, the trade show is over. You're going to miss it, right? So that's news. Uh, News is number one. Uh, Behind the scenes is number two. So going behind the scenes, so if you have a factory and you happen to be on the production line and showing, hey, look, we're actually manufacturing this new product that is going to be released in three months, and you get to see how it works and how our employees do it. So that's another one. The live gives it a level of authenticity to to show that this is real, it's not edited or scripted, these are not actors, this is real, and people really engage with that. Mm And, um, and third is engagement and interaction. So going live is all about having a conversation with your audience, not, not uh, transmitting to them like you do on TV. Going live on social or live videos is about conversation. So highly engaging kind of conversations can be live. You can't do them when they're recorded, of course. If you don't have a reason, one of those three checked off, you should not be live. You should do a high production video, put it up there, um, and you know there are exceptions to every rule, but that's what I—that's that's the three guiding lights that I have.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. I think one of the things that I definitely learned early on when I was doing lots of research on why am I why my live sucking so much, why is nobody around, is because of the I mean the engagement thing. I was just like sort of broadcasting at people, going, "Here's what I think about a thing." Bye, and then leaving, yeah. But like that engagement piece is so important for two reasons. One, I think for me, it gives them the reason to tune in when they see you go live because they know they might get a shout out. There's a little bit of ego stroking. They feel yeah. like they're involved in it. And secondly, of course, we have to use the A word, algorithms, flip and love live video. They yeah. still are prioritizing live video over many other mediums, right? And do you think that's something like, do you think that's something that's gonna change? I mean, obviously Facebook's always twiddling with its knobs in the background. Do you think that's something that's gonna change in the next year?
0: No, uh, not in the next year. Live video is still definitely the number one um, um, engagement or the number one focus for these platforms. And now, there is more and more live video, so the competition is higher. So they decide which live videos to surface by the level of engagement. So you're seeing more and more the first few minutes of the video are just stretching it out and building the engagement and asking people to comment in different ways. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what questions do you have. Aren't you excited? You know, um, post your questions now. Post your post now to win something at the end of the show. So use a hashtag, like we use at Stream We use love streaming out hashtag. We say this right away. And people start, people already know at this point when they come to the show, before the show even starts, they already start commenting, right? They want to post a hashtag because they want to win some swag or something Mm. and and so if the algorithm sees oh people who join in they're immediately starting to comment they're immediately re- resharing this video. It'll it'll surface it to a much larger audience. Right. That's how it works.
1: Okay. And in terms of types of engagement, there's a few different things people can do. Um, in terms of what the algorithms at the moment, at time of recording, of course, this will change over time. What do they? <laughs> yes. How do they weigh these things? Like, is a is a comment worth more than a like? Is a reshare worth more than a comment? How how does that all work?
0: The, my frank answer is I don't know, and if whoever does know would know how to game the system. It's uh, I think even even the platforms themselves don't know. It's AI, okay. and AI does its own thing. So and and you know what? If you're going to try and build around that rather than around good content, it's only a matter of time till algorithm will will change, and you're and and you won't have the meat to provider, you know, the the main course, Mm. you need to, it's all about the content, figure out which content resonates with your audience creates that kind of engagement, it takes time, it takes, it takes real effort. And, and figuring it out, you know, and there's a lot of experimentation, asking them. One of the number one tips I have is ask your audience, what should I go live about? What kind of conversations would you like to have with me? In some cases, there is nothing. Like, think about your insurance company if they ask you that question would you want to get in a live show with them no. probably not right, no. <laughs> right. No. so maybe they shouldn't be doing live video uh, unless they figure out something really out of the box that really changed your mind about all of this right. Right. Uh, but just ask them what should i be going live about and they might tell you hey you know i saw this other brand that did so and so and i think you should do the same thing so that's um you know tune it to what people want Tune into what they engage with and keep adjusting, experimenting and kill the show. If it doesn't work, try a different show.
2: Right, And sometimes you have to be brave enough just to kill the thing. Right. And just to, you know, break its neck and move on. One of the things we've obviously uh, done a lot of work on is building our list from our podcast. And now Kennedy goes live every day. He says we all the time. It's actually Kennedy because I'm sat around eating and doing other things. But Kennedy goes live every day. And obviously one of our goals there is to, is to build our list. Now, one of the things we learned the hard way with podcasting is that there are definitely good places and bad places within the podcast to talk about your free thing and to send people to your, to your stuff. So, we want to try and cut out as much of that learning curve from people's live video journey as possible. Have you found that, you know, Where does this in the structure of your live video, where does this idea of sending people to join your list, if that's a thing, where does that fit?
0: Okay, there are, there are a few different places you can do this. One is, obviously, during the live show itself, every time somebody mentions uh, the, uh, the asset or the reason to join the mailing list, right, you have to be cognizant of that in the content. You can put it in a banner on the on the, um, on the the screen, that's in out for instance, it's super easy to do. You just put the text in there and you can use a bit.ly shortener or anything like that to make it really, really obvious for people to where to go to. So if it's bit.ly slash join my mailing list, right? Or something like that, people can read that off the screen and just type it into the browser themselves. If it's bit.ly.com slash WXCC2768 they, they will never be able to do that. So, um, so that's number one, you can just put it in the banner. Uh, the other is sometimes uh, what I've seen people do is before the show starts or during the show, they will have some kind of a Google doc or a form that they will share the link to. And they'll have people ask their questions in the form. So comments would be just for commenting, like, Discussions between the viewers and say, hey, you know, what's he talking about now and all that kind of stuff right And my opinion is so and so that's great but then uh, if you get a lot of those You can have them fill out the questions in a Google form. So you in the back end you don't have to scroll through all those uh, Comments to try and fish out the questions Mm -hmm. and once they're filling out the Google form you put the green capture right in there So that's another option Uh, a third option is to use a bot to follow up with anybody, so you tell them, okay, use the hashtag #ask to ask a question. I do that, and that way I can easily spot the questions and also follow up on them later uh, if if, uh, if need be. And if I didn't answer them in the show, and and then I we can you can program a bot to and this will be in Facebook to um, to automatically respond to anybody who used the hashtag to uh, ask them, hey, you do you want to um, to get more information and join our newsletter, all that kind of stuff. Those are the three different tactics.
1: I love that. I love. That. i never actually thought about using the bot thing, and actually, also taking people off the platform to ask questions through like a form or something like that. And what I really like to do as well, just through playing around, is I mention the lead magnet or the call to action at the beginning, and then I do the content, and then I mention the lead magnet again at the end, so that people who join early get to hear the lead magnet, and people who join at the end get to hear it as well. And we do the same with the podcast, as you already heard, and we'll be doing it again at the end. Like, that, that methodology really, really does work to hit on those two types of people. Have you found as well, in terms of this, the reach of the people? Because a big thing about live and getting people to your email list from live is about the reach of, of that. Have you got any data? And the answer might be no. I'm putting you on the spot here, so I apologise, Daniel Friend. But uh, but uh, have you found that longer lives perform better in terms of reach than a shorter live
0: or not? Should I say it depends? I hate that answer. No, it does actually doesn't depend. If you... Uh, that's an inside joke for, for you guys listening. The uh, I was instructed to not answer it depends. So if you... Um, uh, spilling the beans here, the behind the scenes. If, uh, if you can do long videos, they are prefer- uh, preferred by the algorithms. And the reason for that is when there is, um, a competition of, or supply is bigger than demand, right? Right now, there are more people producing content than there are people demanding it. So how does the, uh, what's the easiest way to figure out which content is a more valuable content? Clearly it's the one that's most invested in right? What content is more invested in video, which kind of video, long video, and so on and so forth, right? And, and so if you can, if you can make long videos, go for it. If you can spend the time, if you can afford the time, if you can afford the content, so does, does your content fit for that, right? So one form of long video is bringing customers in and just having questions and answers and have that go on forever and ever right? But, and then that's completely fine if some people leave throughout those questions and answers. Another thing is to have rolling guests, right? So instead of having a guest per episode, you can cram in like 20 guests in one episode, make that episode like two, three hours long, right? So that would, and then, then you can later chop that up and use that to repurpose it in your podcast or what have you. I've actually had that done for me for a podcast where we recorded three episodes in one video. Um, The, uh, so if you cannot get long-form video because you you don't, your content is not uh, conducive to that, don't try to stretch it out. The video should be as long as it needs to be, and that's that, yeah. right? If it's 10 minutes because that's what the content is, be satisfied with that and move on. And maybe try to strategize, is there, is there another show I could do that could go on very long mm. and experiment with it?
1: I love it. I love it. A couple other places I want to ask you about putting links to uh, build your email list in terms of, you've got an engaged bunch of people. I love that idea of throughout it, putting the banner along the bottom, which is easy with with the likes of StreamYard to put that banner in. You click a button and it pops up It just and it looks gorgeous every time. So, hey, go and check out this link. Or um, like you said, you've got these other things you can do. Um, but also, how do you feel about adding the link to the description of the actual, of, of the live itself? Is that good to do is that harmful to do
0: um there are some people who say that specifically on linkedin outbound links uh hurt the algorithm and uh, linkedin doesn't will deprecate your post it won't show it as much i think um i don't know that that's true or not a lot of these are guesswork that people are doing and many times it's educated guess- guesses right so there might be some truth to it mm-hmm. i think i don't see any harm in doing it from a content perspective. right? Like if that if that makes sense, why not? Put the link in there. Yeah. Uh, I yeah.
1: like it, I like it. Look, again, you can have somebody else or you can have another browser open with, say, Facebook on, you could whack it into the comments as well, couldn't you? I guess you could do that as well.
0: Yeah, look, bottom line is, if your goal is to get subscribers, that is your sole goal for the live show, yeah, put it anywhere, right? Put it everywhere. If that's your number, if that is your own, if that is what you're all about, getting more subscribers, that's that's the one thing you should be doing all the time, wherever you can, without being obnoxious. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, I think it's, it's a great.
2: Everybody's looking for like their flagship bit of content, the thing they're going to do every day, every week. You know, something they can put out there to start building their audience and then start gr- gr- turning those people into subscribers and you know live video has just got to be up there in the top with the easiest ones to produce now like the, the tech barrier to entry is gone thanks to platforms like StreamYard and you can create great looking shows really really quickly the technology is, as in the, the, the equipment is not that expensive anymore you can create these great shows that have great reach and do organic growth with just by following these steps and then starting to turn these people into subscribers I think this is a really really giant leap forward for anybody who's thinking about how do I take my content and make it more interactive more engaging have more growth naturally over the rest of 2021 i think this is really powerful
1: it's awesome let's go into this week's subject subject
2: line of of the the week week. subject Subject line line of of the the week
1: week. now you've been in marketing a a long time daniel we were talking before we uh we hit record on the show and you've got a really great subject line for the week and we'll get into the story for it as well so first of all what's the subject
0: line so the subject line is um hope for sale 50 percent off I mean, this is up there with the most beautiful
1: thing. Ho for sale, 50% off. All right. What, what, what was this yeah, about? I
0: think maybe it was host services sales. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. Hoes. Oh, so, yeah. What, and what I was, was not be? in that line in, in that of business, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah.
1: But now because the open rate was so good, you're thinking about it. <laughs> so what, what, what's the story behind the subject line? Because this is great.
0: Yeah, so the, the, it was just a typo. It was really house for sale. And you know how you double, you triple, you quadruple check the copy before you send out an email obsessively, right? And I've learned over the years, every single time I create an email, I forget to triple check the subject line. Once it, uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> and that's the one thing, because it's not in the same interface, and you just gotta forget it there. And so the subject line came, went out with this incredibly horrific typo and and I got you know I got so many comments on it. Most people kind of laughed and thought that was funny, and some people would get really angry and said, you know, you should really, you know, you should really have this proofread or whatever. You know, they like, oh, yeah, but <laughs> fine. <laughs> what can I do about that? I love it. But uh, but it, yeah, you, you you get very red in the face when I got back the first email response. But in the end of the day, it, but it created engagement. I had the highest response rate to my to any email I ever created for that one, um, and um, you know, so any, anything that makes you seem human that people can relate to is is really good. And this was just. I think most people saw it as just, hey, Daniel's is a human being. He wrote an email and he made this really strange and funny mistake. And I had to I got a good I had to look at it twice and had a good laugh at it of it.
1: So <laughs> Absolutely. That's... This week's subject, subject line of the week. Subject line, line of the week.
2: This has been awesome. Daniel, tell us if people <laughs> want to find out more about you and of course StreamYard, tell us where to go.
0: So to find out more about me, you can easily go to cmoconfessions.com. That's uh, my website. Uh, that's the hub to all my social profiles uh, etc and occasionally I will will post blogs and and podcasts and stuff there whatever I feel like during that year Uh, the uh, my company of course is streamyard.com it's not my company I work for streamyard Uh, but uh, but yeah it's um, it shows you my sense of pride working here and uh, when I say that and uh, yeah so just go to streamyard you can create a free account use it for forever and um you know pay us if you want to we we have some really good features that we charge money for and uh check it out Awesome stuff.
1: That must be absolutely, absolutely awesome. If you wanna if you're thinking about right now, hey, I could really start a, a live show, or maybe hell, I could never start a live show. We would love to see you having a chat about what your ideas for your live show are, thinking about other ide- discussing ideas around how we can move people from watching a live show to joining your email list and how d- doing a live show can support your email marketing. We're doing all of that right now over in our free Facebook group. It's called The Email Marketing Show Community. Literally go to Facebook right now, grab your phone from wherever you've stuck it and and search for The Email Marketing Show Community. We'll see you in there. And we'll also see you next week. Make sure if you haven't already, smash the subscribe button. We're back next week where Rob and I will be having a chat about more email marketing stuff. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was super awesome.
1: Loved it. Thank you. Thank you. I've just realised I've actually not done our live today, Rob. I better go and do that.